Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 93, the Dwight Freeney episode. I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Cam, and Dylan. How are we, gentlemen? Living the dream. We are as living Tucker the dream. Says. Yes, we are living the dream. Retired. Retired. It's late. Um, you know, but we're working men. We make do with what we got. So let's get right into it. Quick show tonight, gentlemen. I want everyone sharp. I want everyone That's on point. Me, hey, don't worry about it. Don't, don't. Hey, you're running a business. Nobody's upset about it. Um, all right. So winners and losers. I've got me as a loser for my raise take last week. Clearly wrong. Red Sox win on today LCS. Um, and Dylan, you get a win because you said the Rays would lose because of a lack of playoff experience. So there you go. Right there. Uh, Chiefs lose, so Cam's uh, Josh Gordon take is dead, and the Chiefs lose, and they're at the bottom of the division. Maybe my Patrick Mahomes take isn't so crazy. Just want to throw I that out. I think I also I also rebuttaled Cam, and I said I think this is a curse that they signed uh, Gordon. I mean, so. it could be off to the worst start in years down there. Um, in terms of our winners and losers for the take. Uh, Dylan, you're going to take it with the, uh, Aaron Boone take. I still don't love it. I still think you might get fired, but as of right now, I mean, my, I didn't even vote for my own take. I did vote for yours, Dylan, because I refused to vote for the Vikings take. Um, and Tucker, <laughs> because you decided to make a take on the Vikings, you lose. So the Vikings curse continues. Um, you're yeah, punished. No, that's on me. That's definitely on me. It was a bad decision. I don't know why I decided to do it. I have some punishments written down. Uh, we can we can talk about them. As, well, I think an, an easy one, you know, since we've had easy ones to go, maybe run the 40, have to put your time out there, show how out of shape you are. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Shape, maybe shave a leg, gallon challenge, salt nice. Uh, I have a bunch of them down. If you want to run the 40, I, I, I think that'd be, that'd be good. Oh, my God. I don't want to do that one at all. I, I'd rather, like, Throw up than have to admit how slow I am. Uh, you can shower fully clothed. <laughs> I had down saltine challenge. Well, just just a couple ones to oh, think about. Oh, I'll, I'll shower fully clothed happily. All right, shower fully clothed. There it is. I need. There needs to be soap involved. Yes, soap. Do wash I need your hair. Shoes and socks. Yep, fully clothed. I need shoes. Maybe on. not shoes. Yeah. Maybe not shoes. Okay. I'll pick an old pick an old pair of shoes that you need to clean. Socks for sure. Oh, yeah, fully close. Um, all right. Yeah, no, I'm wearing 10. Uh, Dylan, you stand at 14 points. I'm at 10. Cam's at 9. Took it at 4. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, any more? vote on this poll. Uh, any more winners and losers? Nope. Wrap it up. All right. Who's got to take? I would like to go last because mine falls well into my first topic. I'll go. I got a hockey take. Let's go, Cameron. That's wild. I got a hockey take. I'm going to the Florida Panthers-Pittsburgh Penguins game on Thursday. I'm a Panthers fan now um, because I live 30 minutes from the stadium. Um, I'm a Panthers fan. Playoffs last year. I know everybody on the team. I'm going on. I'm going to quick one. I'm going to be comments on this one oh. here. Done. Alright, give me the give me give me the take again because we we miss about uh half of that. Alright, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was me or if it Where where did I lead off? Uh I mean just it was all over the place, so we kinda we kinda got it. Just 
the last. Just give me the the take. That's all I need is the take. I got the. We got the other parts of it. Are you with us? Oh no! The Panthers. The Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Didn't even sneeze you on your screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, Panthers are winning the Stanley Cup. I'm a huge Panthers fan. I know everyone on the team personally. Good friends. <laughs> All right. <laughs> straightforward <laughs> and to the point. Um, my answer will be straightforward to the point. No, they won't. This team stinks. Florida hockey outside of Tampa, not good. Warm weather cities, not good for hockey. Uh, so I'm not I'm not riding with the, the <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> I'm not riding with the Panthers. They just have the stink of a bad organization. They've never like really been good. The only thing I know about them is they had Yarmir Yager at one point. Um, no, for me, Dylan, you're the hockey guy. What do you think? Uh, you know, as a betting man, I would not bet on the Florida Panthers, uh, but the payout would be massive. So I don't know, Cam. Um, probably not, but if you're feeling lucky, uh, the team is actually on the rise. Um, which is good because they've been mediocre to very bad for a long time. Um, but no, I don't see them as a player. Uh, Tucker, what do you got? Um, number one, who cares? It's hockey and it's not March. So I don't know why we're talking about it. Honestly, it's preseason hockey right now. I don't know why we're wasting our breath talking about this right now. Well, hockey starts tonight, so I, I'm over. not going to lie. I zoned out on everything after I heard I have a hockey take. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, all right. Well, uh, who's next? Nice one, Cam. Nice, nice and straightforward. Love it. Go ahead, Tuck. Uh, yeah, so I'm thinking about John Gruden being fired. I'm thinking about that team. That team is a talented team, the Raiders. They're a team that's pretty good offensively. Not that great defensively, but they don't got energy. I never hear anything fun from the Raiders camp. I need a high-energy coach there to take his place. This team needs to step up to the next level. And I think I found the perfect guy for the job. Rex Ryan. I think Rex Ryan is the perfect coach to come into to the Las Vegas Raiders. He's a guy that actually wasn't a bad coach for the Jets. He's the only one to like lead the Jets to a playoff ever. Uh He's a high-energy guy. He gets the people going. I just think he's the perfect guy to coach the Raiders right now, you know, bring the energy up in that organization, get the defense rolling over there. I think he's perfect. Uh, yeah, I like it, actually. Um, I mean, he did stink in Buffalo when he was there, and, the, and that seemed to be like a match made in heaven, like the hard-nosed head coach and the hard-nosed, you know, People up there seem to be a, a match, but didn't work out at all. But I, I 100% agree. I think Gruden is such a character, and you know he's he's been a character for so long in this in this league that you need another guy with a high energy and with a big name to come in and take over. Um, so I, I actually I like it, Cam. So I do see Rex Ryan coming back in the league. To be honest with you, I don't think. Uh, he's a big, I think he fits the mold. Um, he's a big defensive guy, and I don't see the Raiders as that defensive team. However, the Bears, they need a coach. They got a good defense. Well, they don't need Will a coach. Mack leads they, that team. They have a coach. 
Oh, they're oh they're gonna need a coach. Matt Nagy's gonna be gone. <laughs> um, I countertake. I think that I actually have a couple takes about the Bears, but I'm worried about who might end up going to the Bears. Um, but Rex Ryan to the Bears, I could see something like that. Like a defensive, oh, never been known for their offense, but defensive guy. He's just like, he, he would love the Chicago food. <laughs> big, get, get big and fat again. I can see that. Vegas, absolutely not. Vegas has great buffets. Um, all right, Dill? Yeah, Rex Ryan in Las Vegas sounds like an absolute problem. Big foot guy, too. Go to the strip clubs. Love that. Um, I, I don't hate this take at all. I think, I mean... I don't think he's coaching another day in his life, um, but it would seem fitting in, in Las Vegas. As for Cam's take, though, I feel like Rex Ryan, he gives me a, a Coach Ditka vibes. Like, he gives me, like, like I feel like Ryan likes to wear sweater vests vibes. I'm, I'm cutting you off right here. Okay. If it's I just feel like sweater vests. I, I feel like I've say, seen okay, it, though. I'll allow it, but let's not just say – Let's just not throw Ditka's name around, Rex Ryan. No, in, in terms of like personality, not, not coaching ability. Okay, um, okay, I'll allow that. No, so I, either. So I kind of like that. I, I'm basing this off one interview recently that uh, Ryan had on Barstool that I've watched. So yeah, no way he goes to LA or Las Vegas. Sorry, Vegas. All right, Dill, you got a take for us? I do. Um, Pat Mahomes, he's been the starting the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs since the beginning of 2018. Uh, finished finished first in his division, 18, 19, 20, with records of 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 14 and 2. Won the Super Bowl in 2019. Uh, this year, he's off to a rough start. The Chiefs are now 2-3. and three. I'm not saying the Chiefs are not good. I'm not saying that Pat Mahomes is not good. But the baby goat is officially dead, in my opinion. Mahomes has had three good years, very good years, and I wouldn't say he's playing bad so far this year. But I don't see the electricity behind him that I used to. And I think people need to simmer down. So Pat Mahomes is, in my opinion, uh, doesn't deserve any of the baby goat talks anymore. So would you say he's overrated? Yes. Uh, so this is my take. No, 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 no. So he's not over. Well, okay, yes. I took your take last week. You're taking my take this week. This is what's going no, on. No, I appreciate you guys because you guys are just confirming that I won't have to do the challenge next week. Because, <laughs> um, wow, how stupid is this? I mean, like, you know what you're doing right now, right? Like, now you're, like, feeding the doubt of, like, oh, maybe Pat Mahomes isn't that good. Guess what he's going to do the next 10 weeks now? He's going to absolutely dominate the NFL, and everyone should be like, oh, yeah, it's Pat Mahomes. He's different. I'm pretty sure like, he's 0-2 since I said he was overrated. 
or one in ten. That's true. I think that's true. Maybe, but uh, I'm just telling you guys, you are just feeding a fire. It's like when Trey. Remember all those years people said Brady was washed. Yes. Remember what happened? He wasn't washed. Oh. We'll never be washed. Hmm. You don't think anything like that will happen with Pat Mahomes? I'm just saying he's overrated. He'll start listening. He got complacent. And then once you start being like, oh, he's not that good, guess what happens? You awake the beast. Pat Mahomes comes out. He's going to start throwing fucking passes while doing front flips. Like, I'm sorry. His Super Bowl performance, he didn't score, throw a single touchdown. He was still the best QB in that game by a mile and made some of the crazy, craziest throws I've ever seen in my life. So, I mean, if he listens to this podcast and gets angry at me and plays well, I think we've made it. So, I don't think he's really going to care. Oh, if, Pat, if, if I have to shit talk Pat Mahomes for him to listen to this podcast, I will shit talk back to Mahomes to the end of the word. Um, world. But I agree with Dylan that the baby goat talk, like I said last year, too soon. Too soon. I don't think he'll ever be the greatest of all time. Um, I just don't think it'll happen. Like, I don't think he can achieve what Brady has achieved. Uh so I agree with Dylan, be it a piggyback take or not. Uh, Cam? I think it was over when he lost the Super Bowl. It's just too much ground to make up. I agree. Um, that being said, if his brother and his wife were not alive, <laughs> I think he would have won that Super Bowl. <laughs> and he would probably be 4-5-0 right now. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that is, that is – Ultimately, the problem right now. I, I can't think of another issue besides maybe that their defense isn't playing well, whatever. But the ultimate problem is that his brother and his wife are distractions. And he's taking away, they're taking away from his ability to perform. And while he still has a ton of touchdowns and um, yards, he's got six interceptions and he's not focused. He's throwing no-look passes that aren't really getting there. Um, and I think that he's he's got uh, too many distractions around him. Jackson Mahomes and his wife, or Patrick Mahomes' wife, need to stop coming to games or something uh, so he can get back on the field and, and start playing. I love that take, Cam. And if you go to Jackson Mahomes' comment section right now and ignore the homophobia or whatever goes on in there, the the, the, the one's just about the Chiefs being bad and how angry he is about it. it it's hysterical. But um, All right, my take. Um, John Gruden, of course, out uh, as Raiders head coach. And this was a team that was starting to really come around. I've never really been a big believer in the Raiders in the Gruden era. Um, I always thought he was a bit of just like a sideshow clown, like, you know, a lot of the attention on him, not on his team. But they have looked better this year. Derek Carr looks like he's taken a real step. I think this is a big blow to them. I think the Raiders are going to win maybe – I'll say they're going to win four games the rest of the season. This is going to be a train wreck. They're going to fall apart. He's a guy that set the culture down there. He's gone. This new guy, Bazakia, strange – You know what? Strangely co- close Sasha. name to my uh, my great grandfather Tucker, not Tucker, not great grandfather, but I think that's phone number DM me for it. Uh, yep, Cam knows him personally. Uh, the Raiders, I think, are gonna are gonna fall off the wagon here, and it's gonna be a rough year, and uh, it was a, it's gonna be a waste of a year. Tucker, you got something? You know what the dream scenario is, right? No. Do you know there's only one time in NFL history? 
where an owner stepped in to coach an NFL team. Um, and be... it was Mark Davis's father, Al Davis. Yeah, I was just going to say that. My dream scenario is Mark Davis stepping in to be the head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Like, give up on the season. The season's over. You're not making the playoffs. Sorry. You're in the Chargers and the Chiefs division. There's no shot anymore. You're done. Have some fun with this. Let Marky Mark fulfill a dream of being a head coach. That would be incredible. That's a dream come true for everyone involved. So you agree that they're done? Oh, yeah, they're they're done. It's not even close. I mean, I don't think they ever had a shot in the first place. I mean, they were looking all right. Uh, Cam, you were high on the Raiders, I believe. Any any change in that? A lot of change in that. Um, I, I would agree with you. I'd say they're going to be bottom of the division. Broncos probably not too far behind them. I bet on the Steelers this week. Knew the Broncos were frauds. We called that Trey. I agreed with it this week. Um, Raiders are done. They'll win seven tops. Um I guess that was your take. So, yeah, the Gruden thing doesn't help. Derek Carr's injured, so seven seven is a maximum for sure. Dell? Um, yeah, I think it's hard to come back from this, um, which is really sad because all the hype that was going into this team, um, just from the move, from the, from the new stadium, uh, to the team itself had high hopes to be very good this year. Um, at least a competitor in that division. Um, and now you're just faced with like just the absolute distraction of losing your head coach to some sort of controversy. Uh, so uh, this doesn't bode well. I, I'm going, I'm going uh, print money on the Steelers this week. Well, Steelers suck, so that's going to be a tough game. Yeah, um, bounce back for Big Ben, though. All right, so I just want to talk a little more about Gruden out. He is out of Las Vegas, obviously, and he's also he's bounce out. Bounce back if you just won your last game. He's also, uh, he's also out right. of Tampa Bay. Uh, their ring of honor, they kicked him out. Um, obviously, the stuff that came up, he should have been fired. Um the stuff he was saying was awful, you know, the racist stuff, the homophobic stuff. You, you can't you can't say that stuff and have it go around. The NFL had said that they were going to continue to leak emails until he was fired. So there's more emails sitting about. Um, so, I mean, the thing that doesn't shock me is the, that he talked like this. I mean, it seems like the most on-brand thing. He's a huge, like, football man's man, bro, bro guy. So it does not shock me at all that he speaks like this. I've known a lot of football coaches through the course of my life, and a lot of them do speak like this. Um, some don't. Some are great. And some some know where to where to draw the line. You know, there's a difference between being funny and being you know hateful. Um, but it doesn't shock me at all that he sp- speaks like this. Uh, Tucker, you got anything on it? Yeah, uh, my only thing is that there is one reason specifically why all of this got leaked. Because in those same emails, he should talk. Uh, he should talk. Goodell. 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 Yeah, that's the only reason any of this got leaked. I can guarantee you, nothing's going to. Um, nothing would have been leaked if he was just, you know, a casual racist. But no, 
He had to be in a race that also didn't like Roger Goodell. And that's the real problem in Roger Goodell's mind because he's the worst. All so, the, yeah. Yeah, all the other stuff he said, like awful stuff, the stuff he said about Goodell, I don't have any problem with. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, he's no, a rat. Not a single problem with anything that he said about Goodell. Uh, Cam, got anything? Yeah, so there's more stuff coming out too. I heard some than that he's talking to that. Hello? Yeah, we are yeah, good. Hey, we can hear you. Yeah. Um, I heard stuff that he was talking to uh, the Redskins um, owner Dan Snyder, and he was getting nude photos of the Redskins cheerleaders. Yeah, I saw that one. And yeah, so there's more stuff coming out. More stuff so coming out. Is I, Dan Snyder again? No, because Dan Snyder owns a team, and they don't want to step on owner's toes. They will not go after it. There's, there's oh, been so many right, things right. wrong with the Washington organization, they've never done anything about it. Go ahead, Cam. Sorry. No, you're good. It might not have been Dan Snyder. It might have been It was. Else. It was Dan Snyder. Uh, That's confirmed. Uh, well, I think more emails are going to come out. I don't think this is just a point. I think they're going to make this a big thing. More emails are going to come out. From uh, all around the league, and I would, you know, I think a lot of people are running to their phones to leave their emails and talk to their lawyers and stuff right now. I wouldn't be surprised if we see one or two more. Dale, what you got? <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Go ahead, that Dale. Coach that might be implicated. Now, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna circle back to something real quick. I thought Goodell. Uh, I thought Gruden called Goodell the. Uh, the bundle of sticks. He, he no, he, he might have. I don't know, but he called him the p word, which I'm fine with. Oh, okay. I thought it was the. He might have. He might have. But I know I'm but, fine with him calling him the p word. I'll I'll classify that. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, like, like I just said, um, tough situation. I mean, you can't really be saying those things on many uh, emails. Um, but like Dre said, I feel like this is on brand. <laughs> Uh, and his statement too, I don't know if you read his statement, but his statement was really subtle in that he was like, um, he literally was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt anybody's feelings or something like that. Um, there was more to it, but that was, yeah, he said, I'm sorry, I never meant to hurt anyone. So basically, yeah. And and like, so I, I, Obviously, you don't you don't want to say those things, especially you don't want to put it in writing. Um, uh, and I don't know. There, there's like there's a certain sense of people that have no filter, but also don't mean the things that they say in the derogatory way that they're said. I agree with that. You know what I mean? He, so it's not like he was like, going up to people's faces and saying like, yes, it is awful to say behind somebody's back, but. You know, it's not like he was being outwardly hateful. So I, 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 it's still wrong, but I understand where he's coming from. I agree with you. You know, so, I mean, and it, it's not a good look, so you have to fire the man. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of crazy world we live in, I guess. Uh, Do you guys think the other head coaches will get caught in any of these scandals? Not that pop into my mind. I just thought about Belichick, thought about my coach. I was like, is there any way Belichick would be saying these things? And then I remembered no that way. Belichick probably doesn't know how to use email. And he also definitely doesn't shoot the shit with his players. Yeah, no, he definitely does not shoot the shit with his players or, or his, uh, you know, his peers. So I think he's probably safe. I don't know. I feel like Bruce Arians. Yeah, I could see that. 
Or even like Andy Reid. I feel like Andy Reid, maybe. Yeah, I mean, his uh, son did try to piss on the crowd while he attempted murder. Tuck's going to bring that up every week. <laughs> um, yeah. And I hope, I hope Jason Garrett. Yeah, I could I see that, Jason too. Garrett. Andy Reid's son tried to kill someone. Uh, Cam, Jason Garrett's on your side now, isn't he? Yeah, no, that's what I was saying. I hope he has emails out there like that so he'll get fired. <laughs> All right. Trey's also rooting for Josh McDaniels to have those emails. Oh, yeah. No, get Josh McDaniels out of here. I hope he was, <laughs> I hope he was, uh, you know, doing some locker room talk. All right. Uh, speaking of Andy Reid, Bills and Chiefs. Uh, Bills looking like the class of the AFC right now. I, I put them, like, I put them in the Super Bowl. I'm feeling really confident about that pick right now. I know I said a couple weeks ago I wasn't, but. Uh, I actually didn't watch this game. I think the Red Sox were on during it. Um, but, uh, Tucker, you wanted to talk about this. Uh, yeah, this was one of those classic games where it's like, are they good or are they for real? I think this is a game where the Bills kind of came out as like, we're not just good, we're a Super Bowl contending. And I think their defense proves it. I mean, it's tough to a certain extent. It's kind of helpful. When you hold Patrick Mahomes to 20 points and two interceptions, that is a huge win. He scored 38 points on that team. I mean, this was a team that everyone has always said, like, they're going to beat everyone. And the Bills came out here not only beat them, but beat them handily. I think this team could be any team in the NFL at this point. And I think this is kind of their coming out party of, like, we're not just a good team where we should be on there in the Super Bowl conversation. Cam, anything on the game? Yeah, I'll do watch the first half, but um, I mean, the score kind of speaks for itself. They shut him down in in every kind of wavelength. Josh Allen, not overrated, very good, hurdled somebody, um, kept running. So he's an athlete. He's playing with uh, with some fire under him, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad I'm wrong actually because I love Josh Allen going into the draft. I just always thought he was a little bit. You know, a little bit too hype after one season last year, but I'm glad he proved me wrong. And uh, Bills are right now my number one team in the NFL. Wait, uh, didn't you call Josh Allen overrated like two weeks ago? Yes, he did. He's, he's yes, taking the L. I just said, I just said, I'm glad I'm wrong. Um, Dill, you got anything on it? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, like I said, the. I feel like the Chiefs are not in a good spot. I know it's early, and I know Mahomes is still playing well. Um, but, you know, they, they seem to be letting up a lot of points. They let up the most points out of their division so far this year. And I, I don't see them as sustainable enough to be um, winning as many games as they have in the past. I mean, I still think if you put them in – the playoffs, they're going to be, you know, rip-roaring and ready to go and, uh, you know, going to compete at a very, very high level. But I just don't see them as good as they have been. Um, I, I see the Bills as still improving. We talk about it every year. I think Trey was on point when he talked, I think it was last year, about the Bills losing in the uh, AFC Championship game, I believe it was. Yep. Um, so look at me talking about I, I was just uh, gonna long, say I was just gonna say, Dawg, I love the way. stats. Yeah. 
uh, long way. Um, and and I like the. It's so funny. We talk about the Bills, and like I like the Bills. I root for the Bills. Kind of crazy. Um, so, I, and then uh, I think Allen's uh, still improving. So, I think this is more of a look of the downward trend of the Chiefs as it is a drastic up for the Bills. I think the Bills have just been steady. Um, that's the actually, Chiefs are dipping. That's actually a really good segue, Dill, because our next topic was: Are the Chiefs in trouble? Uh, you clearly think think so, Cam. You wanted to talk about this. Are the Chiefs really in trouble here? No, I don't think so. Actually, um, I think this is, if anything, it's fire, uh, just kind of burning under them. I don't think they're going to be twelve and four or twelve and five this year. I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think the Chargers got a good grip on that division, especially after already beating the Chiefs once. So I, I think they're going to be a wild card team. They're going to have to, you know, play their first time. Um, Patrick Mahomes going to have to play his first playoff game, you know, not having a bye and playing at home. There's going to be some adversity to be had. Eleven football team I'm seeing, and I'm. Um, what the end of them by any means? I just think they, uh, they're they're going to make the play. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Cam. Dill, I do think they're. I think they're in trouble in the sense that they're not going to be the class of the AFC anymore. They're going to have to fight in the playoffs. I still think they will come back to the playoffs and, you know, water finds its level. Uh, we've seen, you know, those Brady Patriot teams start out, you know, one and two and, you know, teams like that and start, start you know, two and two or uh, two and three and bounce all the way back to get, you know, a top two seed. So I certainly don't think I, we're so early in the season. I don't think it's over, um, but I don't think they're where they want to be, and uh, we could see them actually, you know, it's entirely possible they miss the playoffs. They keep on the trajectory. I mean, uh, the next thing we want to talk about is their division. I mean, the Chargers look great. Chargers look fantastic. Herbert, I almost picked him as my MVP. I thought the sophomore slump might be bigger for him um, with a new coach and everything, but I I guess he, you know, it wasn't because he's looking like an MVP level. So, Dale, you you are saying they're they're elite, elite and a team to watch. Yeah, and, and one thing going back to the Chiefs real quick is their defenses let up uh, 7.07 yards per play, which is half a yard worse than the worst ever in a single season. So I think the defense is big <clears throat> for the reason the Chiefs have struggles. But on to the Chargers. Um, what a shootout this game was at last week against the Browns. Um, Chargers come out <laughs> victorious on like a – Walk-off touchdown run. A direct snap, I think it was. Crazy play. Um, so, I think, like you said with Herbert, I think this, and I, and I wa- was listening to this on ESPN a few days ago, but um, the Herbert and their coach, I forget his name, are on such a, a level of sync. Um, it's kind of ridiculous. I think there's something to be said about players having confidence in coaches, coaches having confidence in players, and they have that in um, in the Chargers, uh, which makes an elite team when you have that sort of connection. So I think the Chargers are, are getting into that realm. Cam, do you think the Chargers are legit? Absolutely, yeah. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to end up getting a 
I mean, the AFC is not that great. I think the bill, the Bills will get home field advantage. And then, really, who else is there? There's the Chargers, the Ravens. Um, the Browns, maybe? And, and, no, the Titans. Yeah, I guess maybe the Browns. But the Titans are the other team, and I don't think they look great. I think it's it's really a battle between the, the two and three seed right now. They're projected the one seed, so we'll see where it goes. Um, but I think they're legit. Do the Bills play the Chargers this year? That'll be a good game. I have no idea. But. I don't. Um, all right, let's move on to a team, another team that is in trouble that's not the Chiefs. Your Giants, Cam. Uh, some injury problems. Um, the Bills do not play. Oh, that's, that's a bummer. Well, we'll see in the playoffs, hopefully. But, um, Cam, you were ready to bet your life on the Giants this week. You said it was a turning point. I talked to uh, James uh, Forget about it. He's a Giants fan. And I said, yeah, my, my buddy Cam, he, he thinks this is a real turning point. Obviously, uh, in the first quarter, you texted us and said that the Giants suck and that the season's over. Um, but, I mean, the injury problem, big, big thing. So what do you think about your Giants? Giants season is over, confirmed. Um, Daniel Jones concussion, not to mention the 50 other injuries we have. Um, three starters now. Three starters that started week one are on the roster. The rest have been injured or are injured. Um, so it's going to be, it's tough. I mean, Daniel Jones was just starting to look okay and he was playing a little bit too much like Ryan Fitzpatrick and just putting his head down. And I don't know if you guys saw the wobble when he got up. I didn't. Uh, I did he, see the wobble. He was, was up all over. Yeah. Cowboys guys were even like kind of picking him up and like, dude, you're not okay. Um, so whatever. It's on the next season. We're on to, uh, we're on to Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. So, <laughs> yes, he and can. Giants, Giants are Giants are not not looking too good. I I foresee maybe two more wins this season. So now, oh, go, so ahead. How, go ahead, Dale. How, how is Burke your doing? Eli? All right, oh, that was off. All right, that was the offensive thing. Was the the three starters left on offense? What would you say, Tucker? The D line? Yeah, because the number one overall pick is like. Consent is that you play beyond or whatever it is. Yeah, from and our D line's actually yeah. pretty good. Our D line's actually that. pretty good. We got well, Leonard you Williams. You won't be one one overall, no matter what. Probably, yeah. right? No, probably not. No, Jags won't win a game. Maybe. Jags, I hope don't win a game. Um, Daniel Jones is uh, like always in there to win a couple of road games. He doesn't deserve to win. Yeah, so to go off Dylan's point with the Barkley thing, this is another injury for him. Seems like it's been his whole career. I just don't like the pick of him at two. Uh, I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great running back, one of the better ones. I just maintain my point that you can find really good running backs at other places in the draft where you can't find players at two, you know, quarterbacks and uh, edge rushers and, you know, D-backs at two that you can't find later. I think you can honestly find any running back and turn them into a decent, you know, starter. Um, maybe not to Saquon's level, but I mean, the injury bug got to be bothering you a little bit, Cam. It is, um, but not much you can do about that. Defense is still awful, and there's not really many injuries on. Oh, I guess Blake Martinez, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
else to say, to be honest. I just, I think it's, you know, time I put myself out there and, and say that it's over for the season. And I won't go back on my word. Um, unless they start winning. So, I'm in a single... Go ahead, Tuck. Go ahead. Uh, it also doesn't help that they have the best running back class of all time that year. Like, through, like, the seventh round, every single running back that was... There was, like, ten Pro Bowl running backs in that draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure Dalvin Cook was in that draft. Alvin Kamara was in that draft. Like, Saquon Barkley, an incredible running back. But there was so many good running backs that year that it, like, kind of hurts to hear that she took uh, Saquon that early when everyone in that class was disgusting. Maybe if he answered my DM all those years back, this wouldn't be happening to him. That's all I'm going to say. I guarantee it would have. So, Cam, from your saying the season's over to the Patriots, I'm kind of in a similar boat. I'm not ready to say the season's over, obviously, because we're only one win under 500, but... They looked awful against the Texans. And the only thing going through my head is I've had excuses for them every week. You know, I said, oh, this week we were injured. This week we were playing Brady. This week, blah, 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 blah. This team might just not that be that good. Um, you know, it might be the chemistry. A lot of new players don't know how to play together. Uh, my expectation was obviously, you know, over 10 wins and a playoff berth. It's looking rough if you can barely beat the Texans, led by Davis Mills. Um, the only players on the Patriots right now that I think are actually playing up to, you know, their ex- expectations are past it are Mac Jones. I still think he's playing well. He did enough to get the win. He showed some, some nerves in the clutch. He shouldn't have to against a cruddy team like that. And Matt Judon is an absolute beast. Uh, he ties Chandler Jones and Chandler Jones and Andre Tipp- Tippett's record for most sacks through the first five by a Patriots player. Um, so he's been as advertised, very excited with, with how he's playing, but the rest of the team doesn't look that good. Um, if you're really struggling against the Texans, I don't feel any good. There's no excuses left. If you, if you continue to stink like this, I don't, I can't help you. Like I've made excuses. I can't do it anymore. I think this team might just actually not be that good. And we might have to wait at least another year for a a Patriots playoff run. Tucker, uh, you probably don't agree, but what what do you think? Yeah, you know, I'm the voice confidence and I think this game was a turning point for the offense. But you can say what you want with this game, but this game look the way it did offensively only because of the defense. The defense was giving up ten minute drives, all that. In terms of how the offense played, played really well this game. Outside of the fumble on the one yard line, there's a team that should have put up thirty two points on like seven or eight total drives. They Every drive in the first half, they put up points or the one drive where they give it up on the one-yard line. And then in the second half, the last four drives, they scored to win the game. Went down 9-22, they came back, scored on the last four drives to win the game. Nick Folk has been great pick. I didn't re- yeah, I mean, a he's great pick up. Uh, I didn't really think of anything of him. Like, I was always like, oh, great, we got this guy who's like a placeholder. But he's been a great kicker for the Patriots, uh, which is something after this week I definitely put a lot of value in. <laughs> after watching a couple of games, I was like, wow, I'm really glad I don't have to worry about that that often. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that this team actually – had a really good game this week. I think Kendrick Bourne looked really good. I think Hunter Henry looks really good. Um, 
the offense, this was a big turning point for them in terms of showing that they can score. For I me, for me, it's the consistency because the defense played so well against the Bucs and they didn't play well here against the Texans. I think this team just comes out flat. I don't think if, if they don't have something really big to play for, they just don't because they were juiced up against the Buccaneers. But um, And I also think you need to let Mac Jones go in the red zone. You gave him a chance late in the game when you needed it, and he delivered to Hunter Henry. Uh, Dylan, your thoughts on on the Patriots? Uh, to touch on your last point, I think that's very true. Um, Jones has been exceeding my expectations every game, and I don't know why the <clears throat> Patriots decide to just do these short route or you know, uh, bulldozer run plays in the red zone. Like, let the kid play. Um, he's playing really well, and they just got to let him loose, in my opinion. Maybe they're just building it up. I don't know. But um, uh, I think this game is more of a showing of the resilience of our rookie QB than it really is anything else. Um, I think the weapons that he has around him are either young or the mediocre, so there's fumbles and missed catches on uh, um, wide-open receivers, so, you know, that, that can plague a team. I just think they're they're young and they're not that great, but I think the promise is there because of what uh, Jones has been able to tell us. And like I said, this game for me really is just a showcase of how resilient he is as a player, even in just his fifth game. Um so that bodes well for the future. Yeah, I agree there. When Jacoby Myers dropped the ball, I almost turned the game off. I almost gave up. That was unbelievable. Uh, Cam, do you have anything on the Patriots at all? Um, I don't know. I'm not really all in on Mac yet. I think he's he's still he's throwing the ball well, completing a lot of passes. But if he throws the ball more than 20 yards downfield, which he doesn't often, I think that's probably an offensive coordinator type deal that you guys got to work on. Um, but when he does throw it downfield, it, it doesn't look good. Um, his QBR right now is 10 when throwing the ball more than 20 yards. So something to work on there. But I think it's also kind of a game plan thing where he's just throwing short balls and completing them, which, which will work for a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, the big plays. He did, he did have one deep one for a touchdown, didn't he, in the second half? Well, it was Hunter Henry. He would have had a touchdown on that Jacoby Myers one, too. But. Not Jacoby Myers, but I'm thinking, uh, you know what? I'm thinking of the game last night. Never mind. Um, but <laughs> no, my problem isn't that. that chest, hard place to yeah, exactly. My problem isn't that they that they don't have them throwing, you know, 20-plus yards on the drives. It's when they're at the 15 or at the, you know, the 10 to the 10 to the 15, and they're not throwing into the end zone because they're scared, but. Um, another yeah, team, that's what I'm. I'm with you there, Trey. Yeah, I, I. That's why I want Josh McDaniels. It's just weird. Team. Um, so Tucker Cowboys. Uh, we kind of we should probably should have had this after the Giants, but I always thought the Cowboys were good. I've said that the talent was going to ma- match at some point, and this seems to be the year. Uh, Dak's going to get sympathy votes for MVP as well as uh, C Boy. Um, so what do you think of the boys, Tuck? Um. So I didn't have. I think I was dealing. I think I think the Cowboys to win the NFC. I have it written down somewhere. Hold on. Continue your point. But um, I think I always thought this team had the talent to do it. I didn't really trust their defense as much 
because I didn't know Trayvon Diggs was a monster. I did. Is that you? Yes, but, you uh, did pick the Cowboys, Tucker. Yeah, I know I picked them. I'm asking if anyone else did. I picked them, um, and yeah, you and me. That's it. Um, no, I never trust the coaching, and I always think things fall apart for them, but this year it feels different. I know this is like a jinx on jinx, but it feels different this year. This team seems legit. I'm not going to call them a Super Bowl contender. I don't think they're at that level, but they're, they can hang with anyone. They really can. They're, they have the talent. Um, their offense is incredible. I mean, you have CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper on top of a top 5-0 line, on top of a top, I'm going to say top 5 quarterback, and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, this was a recipe for success. I couldn't figure out why they haven't been successful for years. But I'm excited to see what they have going forward. I think this team's actually legit. Um, Cam, do you think the boys are going to win your division? All right, straightforward. Uh, Dill, you got any thoughts on the boys? Uh, They're exceeding my expectations, but they're finally fulfilling what their expectations should be. Oh, boy, I got the sneezes. Um, But they got the Pats next week, so giddy up. Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to beat the Patriots, but that's just me. (laughs) Um, So uh, another, another is he good? Lamar, obviously he's good, but is he becoming a good passer? I still think he's a long way to go, but Cam, you wanted to touch on this? Yeah, no, I'm all in on Lamar. Um, I was a big Lamar guy already. I wasn't completely sold. I know Tucker kind of sold his soul a little bit the other week. Um, if you watched that game last night, and the stat, you know, the stat line is one thing, but actually watching it was... Um, one of the best performances I think I've ever seen on a quarterback. Dylan, you're shrugging your shoulders, but tell me a better one. I mean, 85, 86% completion percentage with, and I'm not talking about, I'm talking passing. I'm not talking about his fumbles or anything like that. I'm talking passing wise. Um, he was just finding guys and in and out of the pocket and rushing yards is one thing. Yes, he fumbled, but he made up for it. And he does have that clutch gene. He won a playoff game last year that kind of proved that he can win. And then the comeback last night was uh, something something to be, to be uh, I don't know the word for it. But I watched that whole game last night, and that was that was one of the craziest performances I've ever seen, for sure. I'm all in on the line. Uh, now, I, go ahead, Dom. Now, I watched the whole game, too. And I will agree, Cam, that, that Lamar 100% has a clutch key. He's got the ability to take control of the game um, when it comes down to the wire. As for his play, I was unaware that it was 86% uh, passing completion percentage, um, but he, the, the, the throws that I saw from him that you, he had he had plays where I would expect a, a better throw from an NFL quarterback, and they happened in the end zone. They happened in big time plays in the first half, um, and all the passes that I saw, um, the majority of them that were, you know, big completions or uh, 
they were guys that were open that you'd be like, all right, that was like an expected pass. I didn't really see a pass from many passes from him. Maybe besides the the deep touchdown pass that was like, I don't know, that was like a forty five yard completion or something. Right. Um, I, I know. Outside, outside from that one, I don't remember a play where I was like, wow, he threw the ball perfect for that one where there was no space or anything. So, I still don't see that so, from it. Where I'll where I'll where I'll say you're right is that he may not have like squeezed it into many gaps, which if you don't have to, why would you? He went thirty seven for forty three. So just put that out there. That's insane. Um, it is insane. But I'm saying a lot of those were like dump passes. I, and, like, I know, slants. but I uh, see I disagree with you there. I don't think any of them were slants because if you watched him in the pocket and not in the pocket, he was never drop back and throw the ball. It was always drop back, move around a little bit, get out of the pocket, find somebody open. So okay. yet people were open, yeah, yeah. but he had to make he had to work for it. It wasn't just drop back and people got open. He's still making that work and he looks so much better in the pocket where the big argument was he's not a pocket passer he's not a pocket passer but the fact that he when he doesn't go outside of the pocket and he's able to step up or you know move to the side and just kind of read his blocks and then still make the throw he's he's come a long way and that's just a that's just a qb to qb you know that's kind of fill my watch but <laughs> no, and I get that. There's definitely been increase in um, pocket passing and stepping up in the pocket. And you're 100% right that a lot of those completions were scrambling, getting outside of the pocket, finding an open guy, and just throwing it right to his hands. Um, uh, I just, I'm just longing because he's so close to being that, you know, top three quarterback in the league. If he could just hit those those passes that need to go on a pie plate. And it, I just didn't see it in the game, like like usual. I, I agree. He doesn't have to write, right. I agree with Cam that he's coming along, certainly. I still I also agree with you, Dylan, that I'd still like to see a cleaner ball from him. Um, but he definitely is coming along. Um, and I refuse to say he has a clutch gene until he does, any, does something more than win one game in the playoffs. So... Um, Tucker, you've been a, you are a change Lamar man. So your thoughts on it at all? Just briefly. Yeah. I mean, this was a great game for Lamar. Um, it's really cool when that, uh, when Hollywood like can catch balls and you fit in him as a, you know, because he's a wide receiver one. He has the seat of wide receiver one. He has the abilities. I think you just couldn't catch footballs for a while. And now that you're seeing him with that ability and that, and the team is just so much better when he is playing well. So I think that they're way more excited now. and Exciting now, sorry. And I think this team is a... Am I going to call him a Super Bowl contender? I don't know. But, uh, I mean, this team's gone to another level. They have gotten to the next level. I think they're a team that I would put to speech a year ago because I would have laughed in your face if you told me that you had, uh, if you had the Ravens going to the Super Bowl. But now I think they have it. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. Um, 
kicking this weekend was a disaster for many teams. Uh, Rodrigo Brankenship got hurt. You know, there were mixed kicks, missed kicks in the Patriots-Texans games. Missed kicks everywhere, um, but none more than in the Bengals-Packers. Nobody wanted to win this game. Mason Crossbar showed up huge, uh, just missing kicks. Finally hit one. Um, Tucker, you want to touch on this? I mean, I don't really have much to say about it other than it seems like there's always at least one week a year where the kickers all pooped themselves. So, any, any thoughts on it? Yeah, it just makes me happy to be have Nick Folk on my team because Virginia seems consistent. Knock on wood. Um, missed the extra point. Yeah, it, was just, it was just one of those, yeah, but you know what? He wasn't a disaster. He so tends to do that. He misses like down. one every two games. You know, you have a 40-yarder to like win the game. I trust Nick Folk. And this was one of those weeks that kind of made me confident of that, especially you watch betting the Bengals today and having about like eight moments where I thought the game was over one way or the other and just each one not working out. It was really nice to be like, you know what? At least I don't have to worry about that. Cam, any thoughts on the kicking? All I can say is I'm glad the Packers won. I had them in a parlay as well as Packers plus three and a half. So I'm glad they won by three and made it so that I could I could win both of those, and I did. So I'm glad they finally figured it out. But three missed field goals later, I was really mad at Mason Crosby and glad he figured it out, but still not my biggest fan. Uh, Dill, maybe time to break out the kicking highlights, send it around? I could. Uh, this week was the worst week ever in NFL history for kickers. Most missed, I think, field goals and extra points combined. Um, all right, so let's move on to baseball. Obviously, the Red Sox, uh, they beat the Rays, the Hunter win joke of a team, the Rays. Uh, they are wagon again. They look really good. Their bats are super hot. Uh, pitching still a little concerning. Obviously, they love to let up, give up big, big leads, but um, they feel like a team that might go all the way now. And I know I was, this is a drastic change from where I was two, three weeks ago. But from watching this team in the playoffs, it looks like they actually have some heart to them, some spine to them. Uh, obviously, a little nerve wracking last night, but they walk off. First team to walk off two games in the playoffs in a row since the 04 Red Sox. So something there. But, uh, you know, they're, they're starting to grow on me. Um, and I started starting to really believe in them, which probably is, is a curse for them. So um, obviously... Uh, just to touch on their opponent, the Astros, who advanced to the fifth straight ALCS. Um, it's just such a shame that they got caught in this cheating scandal because they are a really good team. I want nothing to do with them because I think they are on the revenge tour. I think uh, they are going to be looking for blood. I think, you know, it would be good for baseball if they made it to the World Series because everyone would have a villain. So I will say that maybe, you know, to, to hedge my bet. But this Red Sox team feels like a wagon, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer now. Uh, which is strange, but um, Tucker, um, I mean, Dylan, if you want to touch on it as a baseball guy, Cam, I don't know if you'll have a lot to say, but we'll go around and, and get your thoughts from the Red Sox fans first. Dylan and then Tucker. It's it's uh, it's good news when the Red Sox are hot and they have an underdog feeling around them, and that's what we have this year. Um, they came out swinging the bat. There's nothing better in baseball than when your team is hot at the plate, which means you can just swing away and you 
you know, you put the defense on their heels, you put the pitcher on their heels because they don't want to throw the ball to the plate. And that's what this whole entire series was, was the Red Sox just pounding and the first pitch and, and swinging early in counts. Um, and they did it well. And the pitching is, was good enough. Um, can the pitching hold up? I think they have uh, enough starting pitching, but the bullpen is going to need guys to step up. Um, they're going to need somebody like Nathan Evaldi back in 2018 who's going to come out of the pen and pitch, you know, six shutout innings. So uh, looking forward for the Astros coming up. Yeah, what do you think of the Astros, Dill? Um, fifth Street uh, ALCS for the Astros, which is kind of bananas. Um, I don't know how many of those count um, because of the cheating. Say three, um, three I, of them. I think, I mean, the Sox handed it to the Astros in 2018 on um, route to a World Series championship. So I, I'm not afraid of the Astros. The Red Sox always plays play the Astros very well. Um, so um, that means that the Astros probably back for for revenge since since 2018. So it, it's just going to be a great series. Tucker, you feeling confident? Um, I'm scared of the Astros. Uh, I feel different than uh, Dylan about that. They scare me. They always do. I've been talking high on the Astros for a while now, especially with this revenge tour. But, uh, Trey, I just had a question. Uh, two things. Number one, my first question was about uh, um, the 2004 season. Do we know how that season ended? We uh, No, I'm, 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 yes, that's what I'm saying. They have something in common, which oh. is good. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I was just like, I just want to bring up that we won that World Series, too. But um, I think they do have that underdog mentality around them. And, Trey, props for you after the team wins the ALDS to decide that they are good. Big of you to admit that after yeah. winning the winning two playoff series to think that you might think this team might, you might be coming around on them. Yeah, no. Um, I, I, this is an L for me. It's 100% an L for me. I never wasn't rooting for them. All I'll say in my defense is I never wasn't no. rooting for them. I just, they really pissed me off is all it was. Because yeah, I expected no, them I to be here. In July, I expected them to be here. And then they tried to do everything possible to not be here. And then they turned it on at the last second again. So that's it. That's the only thing I have to say in my defense. Yeah, I mean, I think I've been the biggest supporter of Kyle Bloom from the start. And that is I've true. been praising him for months now. Um, but... I I call him the next Theo Epstein, but no big deal. Uh, I love this team. I think they have that mentality of like the team that's like, oh, we weren't supposed to be here, but screw it kind of mentality. Nick Pavetta had a uh, Uvalde-esque attempt um, in that last game. And not the last game, but game four. Game three, sorry. Um, I mean, this team's got energy around them. I think they have the confidence. I think they got the swagger. I think this team has everything that they need to be a World Series champion level team. Cam, I don't want a lot from you. Just give me your winner and how many games. Um. Oh, just the Sox series or the World Series? The Sox series. This upcoming ALCS. Um. I got Houston in five. All right, there it is. Houston in five. Boo. Uh-huh. Right, it has to be. World Series, 
I think Dodgers are going to take it pretty easily. All right. Yeah. It's a, it's a seven-game series, so you have the Astros winning four out of five. Correct, yes. Wow, <laughs> that's bananas. All right, quickly, Tucker says nobody cares about hockey, but the NHL openers tonight. Um, just give me your team and how far you expect them to go. Uh, we already got it from Cam, Panthers, Stanley Cup champions. Uh, I think for the Bruins, my expectations are Eastern Conference Finals at the least. Uh, you got to put it together with this group before they get too old. So that's where I'm putting my team. I'm putting I'm putting high faith in them this year. That's where I want them to be. Eastern Conference Finals, at least. Dylan, you probably know the most. So what is your Bruins thought? Uh, my Bruins thought is I think they might be a little bit worse this year. That's a bummer. Um, that's a bummer. I had high hopes on them last year, I think. Uh, they lost their second-line center for, from, you know, 10 years or more. Uh, the defense is eh. And Rask is hurt to start the season. Um, I put them as a contender for um, a playoff spot, probably make the playoffs, and, and you know we'll go from there. But I don't see them as a as a real top five contender. All right, I'll so. I'll amend my pick. I'll say Eastern Conference semis. Um, Tucker, you're a big hockey guy in March, uh, but give me your give me your prediction for March. Yeah, my yeah. Once March comes around, I'm sure I'll start watching hockey again. But uh, who cares? It's the regular season. But I guess the Bruins to win the Stanley Cup. All right. Does, uh, Very on. I board. really don't follow hockey enough to have any other thoughts than that. All right. So list guys, broadcasters. Now something in the back of my head makes me want to say we did this before. I guess you guys say no. We haven't. I th- we didn't. I swear to God, I remember talking about this, but. All right, let's go. Um, I'll lead it off. My number five, Gus Johnson. Um, don't watch too many games with Gus. I don't know why. He just doesn't. Did he take a break or something for a long time? I know the first thought that comes to my mind with him is the Stokely call. No. From, the Stokely call from years and years ago where it was like, Stokely down the sideline. I mean, there's nothing better than him getting amped up for a play. Um, so he, he brings a lot of juice, a lot of energy. I just feel like I don't hear him too often. He never calls Patriots games. I don't know. So Gus Johnson's my number five. Cam? Yeah, Gus is around. Gus has been around. I've, I've heard him for uh, two or three games already this year. Me too. I've heard him more this year than I ever have, I think. But I don't know. My number five, I'm actually going Romo. Now, Romo's a guy I hated in, while he was playing. Um, obviously, as a Giants fan. But never really got to know the guy. And he is he's really funny. He's got a good broadcasting voice and persona about him. And I actually, for one, like when he guesses the plays because he's right a lot and it might be annoying to some people like whatever you're you're spoiling it but i think it's really impressive because he is a smart dude and um he's he's a very energetic guy i think he's kind of funny and i don't hear him too often Uh, i think he might have taken a little bit less of a role this year. I feel like I don't hear him as much this year, but I like Romo. I think he's a good guy. Uh, Dylan, number five. Uh, number five for me, I'm going hometown. I'm going, uh, this is a guy that people don't like. I'm going Bruins announcer Jack Edwards. People hate him. Uh, what a homer he is, and it's hilarious because I, I know when he says something that's like, that is 100% like not the case, but you're just saying it like a hometown fan, and I kind of respect you for it. Um, 
Ben listed him uh, broadcast the Reds or the Bruins for at least when I started watching like 2005. So 16 years. What a man. And people hate him because he's a homer. I, I, I believe his headset has a toupee attached to it <laughs> and it just comes off all at once. <laughs> Tucker, five? Uh, yeah, my number five, I have, I think alike, I have Tony Romo. Tony Romo was like my first like QB that I remember watching thoroughly that then became a broadcast announcer, which is pretty cool. And then when he came in, I started liking him so much more. Uh, he definitely has his moments here. Like, come on, Tony. But uh, he's just a, I don't know. He's just a voice that I like to listen to. He's got a lot of insight that I'm interested in. Um, but, yeah, Tony Romo at uh, five for me. Um, I actually went with Romo at four here. I'm going to change mine. I'm going Tony Romo five. Um, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, I like when he calls the plays before. I think it shows that he was a good quarterback. I did not like him when he was playing because it's easy to hate the Cowboys. I also love when he doesn't know what happens. He's like, oh, I don't know. But he brings a lot of energy. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. <laughs> but I, I like that out of him. So he's going to go with my number five. My number four is going to be um, it's going to be Joe Buck. Now, I know everyone hates Joe Buck. I don't hate Joe Buck. I've listened to a lot of interviews with him. He seems like an actually funny guy. Um, I do think he has a big game voice. Talk, uh, Dylan disagrees. Um, but I think he does well in baseball and in football. Um, so I, I, I just I like Joe Buck. A lot of it has to do with outside the booth. But inside the booth, I think he does a good job. He comes from a line of broadcasters. His dad was one. So uh, I like Joe Buck. He's my number four. Um, Cam. Number four, I'm going Kirk Herbstreet, college football. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I love Kirk Street because he's a Buckeye. Um, they don't really let him do Buckeyes games much, if, if at all, because you can tell he gets a little upset, and I love that because I also get a little upset so I can kind of live vicariously through Kirk while he's uh, commenting the game. But I think he's otherwise pretty unbiased, uh, really good commentator, good-looking dude. And, um, yeah, I like him. Cue the picture of Cam with his head in his hands. He gets upset at the Bucks. Um, Dylan, four. Uh, number four for me, I'm also going Joe Buck. Um, now, I don't remember saying that I hated Joe Buck. Um, I think he's okay as an announcer. Um, but there's something about when you turn the TV on or like the broadcast switches to the guys in the booth and you hear his voice and you're like, all right, it's big game time moment. Um, I think that stems from baseball as a kid because he would always do playoff games. Um, so whenever I hear his voice, I'm like, all right, we got a big game ahead of us. Even if he's good or bad, I don't know. It's something about it amps me up. Uh, so Joe Bucket four. Tucker, four. Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Joe Buck. Uh, I'm, I'm audible in here. I'm audible to Jim Nance. Uh, Jim Nance is just the iconic voice. I don't know. I'm not a huge uh, in-game. Like, I don't even have audio on half the time because I'll have, like, three games going at once. So I don't really listen to anyone specifically. But when I think of commentators, I think of Jim Nance. I have no personal connection to him, but I feel like he's just that guy. 
I agree. Um, I agree so with that. I, I love him. I love him for that reason. That reason alone, that he's the guy. When I think of commentators, I think of Jim Nance. I agree with that, and uh, wasn't good enough to make my list. Fun fact: He gives out a tie to the best player at the NCAA tournament. <laughs> so, uh, my number three is going to be a local guy too, Dylan. It's going to be Scott Zolak, the play by the the color guy for the Patriots radio broadcast. Uh, he brings a ton of energy. He gets upset at them. He, you know, he he talks down on them when they're playing bad. He's a former quarterback for the team. He stunk when he was here, but he's hung around in Boston. He's become a Boston guy. He went to Maryland, which is big for me. Um, he just has some great calls. Anytime they, the Patriots have any film go to NFL films, they don't use the TV broadcast. They use his, you know, his call of the game because he brings that energy. There's a bunch of guys like that in the league, but obviously him being the Patriots guy, he brings it for me. Uh, he also has a great radio show on, uh, 98.5. So I listen to Scott a lot and uh, I'm a big, big fan of his. Uh, he's also very funny. He refuses to follow any, he refuses to follow more than 69 people on Twitter. That's the type of guy he is. So Scott Zolak's my number three. Cam? Number three, I'm going Doris Burke. Um, I love Doris. A lot of people hate on her. This uh, is a terrible, terrible take. I love Doris Burke. Wow. I, she's awesome. I I love her voice, and um, she, she just does a great job. The biggest thing for me is that in 2K11, NBA 2K11, um, it's the only basketball game I own. For my Xbox 360, so I play it from time to time, and she is the broad main broadcaster in that, and I just absolutely love her. I think she's got a great sports voice. She knows what she's talking about. She does a great job interviewing players. Has no top, has no problem getting up there next to their sweaty bodies, rubbing all up on them and everything. Um, so I, I love Doris. I think she's good. Number three. Dylan, you hate it, but what's your number three? Uh, my number three is 100% not Doris Burke. Um, number three for me is um, Joe Castiglione. Kind of the same reason for Trey with whoever he said for the Pats, who was my honorable mention, only because I didn't know his name. Um, he has been the Red Sox announcer on the radio since 1983, which I believe is like, what, 38 years? Um, which is a lot. Um, I can just, I mean, all of the calls for the Red Sox over the years, you know, the big game, win the World Series, whatever the case may be, um, you have heard the radio um, broadcast call for that. And it's always Joe Castiglione. He's the man. So put him at number three. Tucker. Or number two. Tucker, number three. Yeah, so number um, three? my number three is also a Scott, but not the same Scott. I have the superior Scott, who is Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen does the Red Zone channel, and I love Scott Hansen. I mean, I listen to him every single Sunday for three to six hours. I, I ended up buying the Red Zone package so that I can listen to him because I had the Red Zone package with Siciliano, and I just hate him. I hate Siciliano. So I had to buy it so I could have him do it instead of Siciliano because I just I prefer him so much. Yeah, I don't have Red Zone, so I sounds like you have a crush. I only had it one year, but I know I'm a huge. I might have a crush on uh, Scott Hanson. I'm hating. I'm I'm going into my list now, and I'm hating it because I'm thinking of people as I go. I wrote it very quickly. I want to throw an honorable mention to Matt Vasgersian. I think he's the best, you know, national baseball guy. 
Also, Don Orsillo is not on my list. Hopefully, he's on one of yours. But um, my number two, I think, is a similar thing to Cam. Um, Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan was the voice is the voice of 2K. He's been the voice of 2K forever. So I just got really used to his voice. Then I actually heard him calling like football games, and he is electric. He's got a great voice, very like deep, booming. He will call things going on in the game that don't need to be called, like a streaker down the field. He he called that. He said. Take off the bra, pull up your pants, and be a man um, was his call of it. Um, he's called the cat running across the field. He just has all these these weird calls that he does, not to mention he's a great basketball uh, voice too. So Kevin Harlan is going to be my number two. Uh, Cam? Yeah, number two, I'm going with the Octobox, Scott Hansen. Um, Red Zone there we go. takes up a majority of my Sunday Seven hours of uninterrupted football is is just a dream. And Scott Hansen does it right. Now, he's not technically a broadcaster because he just announces what's happening on the other games not as they happen. And when they go to the actual game, it's the broadcasters of the game. However, to sit there for seven, seven and a half hours, whatever it is, and just talk football and what's going on nonstop keep everybody entertained gotta give him some credit there he's just got a nice voice for it and um when he talks about the octobox and he gets all excited i it, it lives through me so it's kind of hands number two it's a dream job honestly uh dylan number two uh number two for me i'm going joe morgan r.i.p um Joe Morgan is ESPN Sunday night football. Never mind. Sunday night baseball. Uh, I think it was Sunday night baseball. Um, for years and years and years. I think it was like early 90s um, to like 2010. Uh, again, something about watching baseball and when you, it finally flips over to, you know, uh, baseball like the actual broadcast uh, and Joe, Joe Morgan's voice comes on air. It's nothing better. Um, I miss listening to games that we call. Not familiar with his work. Uh, Tucker, number two. Number two, I have Don Arcello on my list. Um, Don Arcello was the announcer of my childhood. Baseball was probably my most watched sport growing up. And baseball is almost always announced by your local broadcaster, unlike football, where you got different people every week. So, uh, Don Arcillo is just like a voice of my childhood. I would be remiss to miss him on my list. I just love him. I mean, he's just a guy that I have so many fond memories of. So, I had to put him on my list too. Yeah, big miss for me on that. Um, but we move on. My number one is Chris Collinsworth. Um, I love Chris. He's a slick daddy. You know, he slides in every time I get excited when I see him slide in. He's so smooth. He's got the classic. Now, here's a guy, you know, the classic, classic thing. He gets excited. He gets amped up about the game. He's broadcasting, maybe not totally the best all the time. Um, but he gets, he, get, he you know, he, he never really has negative things to say. He's always like, this guy's doing this well. This guy's doing this well. I don't know. I just enjoy him. I just think he's fun. Um, so... It, it's going to be Collinsworth for me at number one. Uh, Cam? I have somebody at number one that I guarantee you nobody else has as my number one. Um, you guys talked about how you have your broadcasters of your childhood. Listen to this one. My number one, Dick Lindsay. 
Oh my! Cam, <laughs> let's go! <laughs> if you don't know who Dick Lindsay is, I know Trey does. The number, the 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 quote of Dick Lindsay is Matt Kelly running up the sideline for the Wildcats. <laughs> that is Dick Lindsay's go-to great announcing voice. He's a reporter for the Birch Eagle, I believe, um, and he used to broadcast the Lehigh games. Not broadcast, I guess, just announce. Yeah. Um, so speaking <laughs> of announcers of your childhood, Dick Lindsay. Great at his job, reporting while he's on the microphone. Knew everybody there. Um, Got to give him a shout out. I hope he sees this. I'll tag him on Twitter a little bit later. Dick Lindsay, number one. Cam, I was active the league game this weekend, and I wanted to. I kept meaning to send you a Snapchat saying, "We're here at John J. Consolati Field in Lee, Massachusetts, in Earth, uh, <laughs> in the solar system." <laughs> the classic. Was he? Was he? Was you there? Was I, you no, there? he wasn't announcing. He wasn't. I was hoping he was, but it brought it, when I saw the tower during the game and heard the announcement, I was like, "Wow, where where is Mr. Lindsay?" Um, but you guys don't get that one. But that that is a a supreme pick, Cameron. Uh, Dylan, you're number one. It's actually funny because uh, I also have Dick Lindsay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but when, when you, I had like no idea what you were talking about, Cam. Um, I figured it was football, but when you uh, you know, went and did his voice, I was like, oh, I definitely have heard that before, and I do recognize it. Um, but number one for me, following suit for Tux, number two, Don Orsillo, same reasons. Uh, Red Sox were also my childhood. So many great calls from, from the Donner um, uh, over the years. He's now the announcer for San Diego. Uh, which is kind of sad because he's still broadcasting, but not for the Sox. Absolute travesty to let him go. Worst move the Red Sox ever made was letting him go. Yeah, really sad. And and our, a shout out to uh, Jerry Remy. Yes, Jerry uh, Remy should have been on the list too. Their pizza commentary when the, they, they threw the pizza is an all time yeah. one. And then there's another one where uh, a guy grabbed his girlfriend's boob during the game and they just yeah. kept laughing about it for the entire half inning. Well, Classic it's duo. funny because because him and Remy would like the Sox would be losing by ten, and for like five innings they would just go on about a conversation. They would just talk, and it would just be half the time it would just be hilarious. Um, so best tag team duo ever. I, I like that, Dill. It's a great pick. Um, Tucker, number one, round it off. Yeah, I'm shocked this wasn't on anyone's list. Honestly, expected to be on everyone's, probably at like the two or one spot. I got John Madden. I didn't no. hear him too much growing up, but also had him a ton in like my video, my early video game phase when like guys were playing mad. Uh, but also had him for a few games when I remember growing up, I think. But uh, yeah, John Madden's my number one. I mean, I feel like when you think of like iconic commentating voice, the first voice I think of is John Madden. So he had to take the cake. I never watched a game that he actually commentated. I think that's a big yeah. one. So. All right, that's it. That's I hate my list. My list is the worst one. I admit it right now. I did not think well enough about it, and I suggested the list. So that's wasted takes. Tucker, you're showering. Is that what we decided? Showering with the clothes on? I guess I'm showering. All right, you're showering with the clothes on. Make a nice little video for us. Um, check us out on Twitter. We got to start tweeting during games, man, boys. We keep slipping up. Um, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram. Post a lot of good content. 
Um, thanks for coming, Mike's list, and we will see you next week. Bye.